Good morning. Well, we're in the third week of a series called Christian Atheist, and those two words may sound like, how did you put those two words together? It doesn't really make any sense. It's kind of an oxymoron to say Christian Atheist, but a Christian Atheist is someone who believes in God, but lives as if he doesn't exist. A Christian Atheist says things like, I believe in God, but I'm going to pursue happiness at any cost. Or, I believe in God, but... I don't really talk about it. I don't ever want to have to tell anybody about it. A Christian atheist says, I believe in God, but, and then fill in the blank. A Christian atheist looks into God's word and says, how can I read God's word and justify the kind of life that I want to live? Instead of looking into God's word and saying, how can I align my life with his will with his word, and with what he wants. A Christian atheist, as we'll talk about today, also says, I believe in God, but I worry all the time. And if we had a way to see your spirit and your emotional health this morning, many of you came here carrying the weight of worry. It's my goal over the next few minutes that you're able to to put down the weight of worry because this is getting heavy. My arms are probably getting longer. And say, okay, I've taken a step today to release some worry from my life. I'm going to give you a couple of pointers that if you write these things down, And you say, okay, I'm leaving here today and I'm going to release the weight of worry from my life. I mean, I'm assuming there there are some worriers in here. I'm assuming there's some people in here that woke up. Man, people raising their hands. Yep, me, I'm a worrier. Proud of it. Want you to know. I'm assuming that there were some people who woke up last night in the middle of the night or recently and your mind just starts going. I can identify with that. I've got two speeds, on and off. And then when I wake up in the middle of the night, my mind immediately, it just starts going. Anybody relate to that? Like, there is no wake up and stare at the ceiling and go back to sleep. It's wake up, oh, well, I'm up now. I might as well think about everything I have to do tomorrow. And then you start to worry because you start to think about the things you aren't going to be able to get done. And the things that are pressing and the things that are really heavy on your mind and in your heart. And then you give way to anxiety. And then worry comes crashing into your life. And it's a, it, it causes casualties. It causes you to miss out on the life that God has planned for you. And worry is simply this. It's, it's misusing the creativity that God gave you. Because worry is looking into the future and thinking about what you don't want to happen. And then thinking about it over and over and over again. It's looking into the future and saying, I don't want to be sick. I don't want the plane to crash. I don't want the car to break down. I don't, want the, I don't want the weather to do this. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want things to look like this financially. And it's just obsessively over and over and over again, thinking about in a negative way what you don't want to happen in the future. That's worry. That's not natural. We are not born natural worriers. If your baby doesn't sleep and you go to the doctor and say, doctor, what's wrong with my son? What's wrong with my daughter? They're not sleeping. The doctor will never say, well, he's worried. (laughs) 
He's got some issues with worry. You got to work with that little fella. You got to help him. Kids don't worry. Somewhere along the line, we learn to worry. What if your three-year-old came to you and said, Mom, Dad, I just, I'm, I'm really concerned about the mortgage. And, and I really want to make sure, I saw some envelopes over there on the counter. I just want to make sure you're paying the bills. Just want to check that out and make sure. You would say, honey, don't worry. Mom and dad's got a hold of that. Mom and dad take care of that. You just go be a kid and you enjoy life. That's what God does with us. We go to God and say, God, I'm really worried about this. Or we just live our lives saying, God, I'm really concerned and I'm really worried that that this is going to happen or this is not going to happen. And he says to us the same way we would say to our kids, would you just settle? You don't have to worry about those things because I have control of them. You just go and live the full life that I've called you to live, that my word clearly says that I want you to live. Jesus tells us not to worry. And he wouldn't have told us not to worry if we couldn't not worry. Get all those negatives in there? He, he would not have said, don't worry, if he didn't think we could do it. He believes that you can live a worry-free lifestyle or else he wouldn't have told you to do it. He wouldn't have said, don't worry, if he knew, well, the only way they're going to get through life is worrying. He told us that because he knows that's where the free life really starts, really starts to take shape and really starts to, to just fly in our lives is when we can rid ourselves of worry. Here's something about worry you need to write down. There is never a positive side to worry. Worry has nothing but negative effects physically, psychologically, spiritually. Worry causes heartburn and and tension headaches and anxiety and irritability. And you might think that ulcers are caused by the food that you eat, but really ulcers are caused caused by what eats you. No one would ever say he's worrying himself to a better life. His life is so good because he worries so much. And the reality is so much of our life is so far out of our control. Theologian Thomas Kepler says this about worry. Here's what we worry about. 40% of the things we worry about are never going to happen. You know, you go see a movie, you think, oh, the world's going to end or an asteroid's going to hit us or whatever. It's never going to happen. 30% are things that have already happened and you can't change. 12% of the things that we worry about are what others think of us or the criticism of others. 10% of our worries is about our health, which gets worse when we worry. 8% of the things that we worry about are legitimate, real-life problems. So that means that 92% of the things that we worry about, we have no control over. But somehow, Christian atheists find a way to worry. Even if you're like, I'm worrying that I'm worrying. I'm worrying that I'm worrying all the time. We'll find a way. Worry comes from... The, a German word that's pronounced vergen. And it originally meant to strangle, constrict, or choke. Worry strangled. It constricts the way God's Spirit can work in your life. 
Worry constricts and strangles out the full life that he promises everybody. Last week, my 16-year-old decided she was going to run in the Krispy Kreme Challenge, and that's where you run two and a half miles, you eat a dozen of Krispy Kremes, 2,400 calories, and then you run another two and a half miles. I can see a 16-year-old doing that. She runs, so no big deal. Now, I can handle the five miles. I couldn't handle the, the ooey gooey, you know, little pieces of heaven that you have to eat in the middle of it. And so it was full. By the time I got to signing up, the thing was full. I was like, honey, sorry, I can't do it with you. But could you imagine running two and a half miles, stuffing your face with a dozen of donuts, and then running another two and a half miles? It doesn't work that way for somebody my age, if they're normal. It wouldn't work because I would end up having the donuts go in and out. I would get to eat them twice, once going in, once going out. That would happen to everybody else, I'm sure. See, worry, worry weighs us down like that. It's like trying to run a marathon and you're weighed down with things that don't mix with the marathon. You wouldn't run a marathon and say, all right, got 35 pounds in each hand, let's go. Everybody in here would beat me if we did that. No matter how out of shape you might think you are, you would win. Because you don't run a marathon with a backpack. You don't run a marathon carrying weights. And God would say, you don't go through life carrying the weight of worry. Because just the same way you would never finish a marathon in any kind of style. You would finish it in pain if you tried to do it like this. Life is the same way. If you try to go through life filled with worry, obsessively thinking about the things you don't want to happen over and over and over again, you're not going to live the full life that God promises each of us. So worry does not come from God. It has to have another source. There's some Bibles coming down the aisles right now. We're getting ready to read read some things that Jesus said. If you don't have a Bible... If you'd like to follow along in that book, you can do so. The page numbers are on the screen. And if you would just like to read along on the screen, you can do that as well. You can take one of those home with you or leave it in the back on your way out. Matthew 6, verse 25, Jesus said this, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? And the Greek word that Jesus uses for life is pronounced suke, and it means physical, emotional, psychological, and spiritual. So what Jesus is saying is, don't worry about your life, and the word means pretty much everything, anything. He's saying, don't worry about anything. Now, this is not Jesus saying, look, I'm going to give you a hint that will help you a little bit in life. I'm going to give you a suggestion that you just shouldn't worry. It's a command. Don't worry. He says, I command you, don't worry. He does not want us living this worry-filled life. In fact, when Jesus tells us to do something and we miss the mark and we don't do it, what is that called? It's a three-little word, starts with S, ends with N. Sin. And now you're like, thanks a lot. I came in worrying, now you're telling me I'm not only worrying, I'm sinning. Romans 14 verse 23 says, everything that does not come from faith is sin. And worry is the opposite of faith. And you may be thinking at this point, thank you very much for giving me more things to worry about. 
But the reality is worry separates us from God. Faith in God means that I live like he has everything under control. Worry means that I live like I've got everything under control. So for instance, when I start to worry about losing my job, I'm really trusting in the job to fix my life and not the provider of the job, God. Worry is the sin of distrusting the promises and power of God. Worry is every time you feel that, that an ache or a pain, you jump on WebMD and self-diagnose yourself. You know, you've got every disease known to man now because it said it on WebMD and I've got this symptom. And Well, how about just go to the doctor? He can tell you, she can tell you what's going on. Instead of just worrying obsessively over and over and over again. When I worry, really what I'm doing, I'm trying to control things. Are there any control freaks here today? Here's a better way to get a show of hands. Anybody married to a control freak? Now the hands start popping up. Yeah, okay, now you're speaking my language. Thank you, finally. The Christian atheist says... If I could just dwell on this a little bit more, if I could just think about this a little bit more, and maybe I could get this under my control. And Jesus illustrates in one sentence how crazy it is to think that we can get a better quality of life or change things because we worry. The very next verse in Matthew, he says, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? In fact, How many hours are shaved off of people's lives because they worry? If we brought a group of people who had reached 100 years old up here on stage and we said, how did you do it? Not one of them is going to say, I've worried. I've been worrying since I was a kid. I've worried for 90 years. That's all I can remember ever doing is worry. They're not going to tell you that. They're going to tell you how they ate right, how they had this positive attitude, how they exercised, how they paid attention to what they put into their body. Worry wastes the imagination and the creativity that God has given us. When you think about it, rationally think about it, most things in life are out of our control. And worry is obsessively thinking about the things that are out of our control. Now, if something's within your control, well then fix it. Stop worrying about it. Then we're talking about intelligence at that point, not worry. I mean, if you feel like, oh, gosh, I need a job, well, go out and get one. You know, buy some new clothes, dust off your resume, and get one. If you think, oh, I'm worried about my health, I'm worried about my health, then eat right and exercise. You can fix that. But there's this part that we worry about, about things that we can never fix no matter what. And that's the part that God is saying, would you please just allow me to be God and you stop trying to be me and let me take care of things. I have several spiritual mentors in my life, and one of them that I call, when when things get really low, Earl knows when I call him, oh, something must be going on, because, you know, he never calls to ask me about, you know, what's going on, he just calls me when things are rough, and he says, I'm here, when things are rough, you call Earl, and I will talk you through anything. Earl's about 75 years old, and he gives me sage-like advice that really has altered the course of many things that I've done. 
So a few years ago, things felt really stressful. I felt like, what's going on with the whole church thing? And, and, and what's going to happen? Are we going to get bigger? Are we not? Are things... And I was really just worrying about it over and over and over again. And I called him up, and the first thing I said was, Earl, I feel like things are out of control. And he paused and said, praise the Lord, the best years are ahead of you. When you let things get out of your control, that's how God wants you to live. That's where he wants you to be. He doesn't want you to have things in your control. He wants to be in control. And when we worry, it's just our best efforts to control the outcomes of things we really don't have any control over. Worry just proves that I don't trust God like I say I do. 2 Timothy chapter 7, verse 1 says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, of self-discipline. And the word timidity here could just as easily been translated worry or anxiety or fear. God didn't give us this spirit of fear or anxiety. God does not give us a spirit of worry. God doesn't desire that we worry. Listen to this quote about worry. Worry is a thin stream of fear trickling through the mind. If encouraged, it cuts a channel into which all other thoughts are drained. Worry can become this all-consuming thing that... that that affects the very direction of our lives. There have been times in my life, in fact, just like I was telling you about a few years ago, I I can remember just this obsessive worry that just took place all the time in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, and it just wouldn't stop. And I'm talking to friends, and I'm trying to get, like, how can I get a handle on this? What's the deal? What's the problem? And, 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 One of my friends just gave me one little bit of advice. He said, just read this verse. And when I read it to you, you've probably heard this verse a million times. Even if if you've never been to church, you've probably heard this verse. And I I memorized it out of the the New International Reader's Version, which is like for eight-year-olds, you know, smaller words. (laughs) Easier to memorize. And here's what it says. It's in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. He gives me everything I need. Even though I walk through a dark valley, I know that you are with me. I will not be afraid. And when I would feel worry just welling up in my life, and I would feel that start to choke and constrict all the things that I knew God had for me, I would just recite that verse. Even though I walk through a dark valley, I know you're with me. Even though I walk through a dark valley, I know you're with me. Even if it was in the middle of the night, and I would wake up and immediately my mind would just start spinning with worry and anxiety. I would start to just recite that verse and then the chokehold would start to be released and the worry would start to subside and then I would be in the place that God desires me to be in, totally trusting Him. There's never a positive side to worry. So what's the answer? How do I get there? How how do I get to the place where I feel that? Matthew 11, 28, Jesus says, Come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Is there anything in life that burdens us more than worry? And Jesus comes along and says, I am the answer to that. So how do I stop? Well, it's not a quick fix. It's not something you can say, all right, I'm not worrying. Thank you, Donnie. I appreciate the words. Got the notes down. I am finished with worrying. 
It has taken you a lifetime of bad habits to worry. And maybe you learned it from mama, and mama learned it from her mama, and you come from a long line of worriers. It's going to take some time to start to focus on the promises of God to where worry can start to lessen and lessen and lessen in your life and start to live the full life that Christ has for each of us. So it's not something you can just listen to a message, snap your fingers, and all of a sudden you're not worried anymore. That all of a sudden you have worry-free living. Worry-free living is what a lot of people seek. That's not responsibility-free living. It's not like, well, I don't have a job. I'm just going to play the lottery. That's my plan. I'm not worried about anything. Eventually, I'm going to hit it. You know, the odds are that after a million years, maybe, I'll hit it. Worry, a worry-free life means that we take care of the things we know we can take care of, like our health and, and our finances. And then God takes care of the things that he can take care of. The future. The, the, his grace permeating our relationships. So we can, there's things in our life, yes, we can control them, control them and stop worrying about, stop worrying about them. But there's that part of life that only by giving it completely over to God, you will never feel the worry-free life that he has for you. In Philippians chapter 4, it says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. God says, I will swap you. You give me your worries and I will give you my peace. So here's something we need to do. Stop and pray rather than the hurry and worry life. And a lot of of what we worry about is caused by our hurried, hurried, hurried lifestyle. Someone was sitting in my office one day going through all of these things that kept them hurried and kept their life just full of tension and worry. And I looked and I said, do you realize that some of these things are optional? You don't have to do all of these things that you're saying that are making you worry. Look at worry like this. Worry is the alarm on our dashboard that says it's time to take your car in for a tune-up. There's something wrong with one of the systems on your car and you need to get it fixed. And when worry starts to be welling up in our lives, it's an alarm that, hey, something needs to change. No one's going to get to the end of life and look back and say, I just wish I would have worried more. I just wish I would have spent more time obsessing about the future. Nobody's going to do that. And many of you walked in here today looking like this. Carrying something you weren't meant to carry. Worrying about your health or your finances or your job or relationships. And instead of saying, God, I'm going to give this to you and I'm not going to carry it around anymore. You got it sitting there by your seat and you'll pick it up. And then you'll go back home. But here's, if you didn't hear anything else I said today, write these two verses down. Because if you can just start to think about these and meditate upon these as you stop and pray, 
Let, let that worry welling up inside you be the warning light that says it's time to stop and pray. And do so through these verses. Psalm 15 verse 22. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. 1 Peter 5 verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Think, what would my life look like if worry were eliminated? If it was gone, what would I start to enjoy? Just take the one step today when you start to feel it come up in your life. Start to pray. Start to read God's word. Just take that step and before you know it, you will feel it less and you will feel it go down. And over time, God's word will win out. And worry will be a thing of the past. And you can say, I believe in God and I also believe he can take care of all of my worries. Let's pray. God, thank you for promising us peace. God, help us as we try to take steps to rid our lives of the worry that weighs us down. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.